Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, we are celebrating so much today. Okay, another solo podcast. Welcome back to probably podcast my angels on this earth so literally right before producer Courtney walked in um my truck got delivered and I'm about to blast this shit on Instagram like you've never seen before but um this will come out this episode will come out in a couple weeks so I can just go ahead and spill the beans I got the cutest the coolest this like classic truck so it's a 1971 Ford classic a Ford F-150 oh and also it's like a the cutest color blue it's like a color top I would buy also if you're comparing color tops you would buy to the truck you just bought just like just imagine if like a, a country man was listening to this like oh my god it's the shade of a color top that I would buy like people that shouldn't own a classic truck probably me but um I do so I'm excited and it's just really it's such a vibe it's a vibe and I I couldn't be happier with it because I really was going back and forth I kind of thought so I always grew up in a family that like we just had a truck right it was never a nice truck it was like and then my friend my best friend Grayson growing up like heard that I remember had the same kind of truck it was just like a truck that was just there for truck related activities, like going to the dump. We grew up where there were not trash cans that public like services came and picked up and dumped. Like you put your trash in the back of a truck and you drove it to the dump. So I always thought people that just have cars, what do they do? Like they put it in their car trunk, like, ew. But um, yeah, so there was just like always a truck for like going to pick up soil or flowers. I don't even fucking know. I could, the list goes on and on, a truck. So yeah, I was thinking that I cannot. So um, as we know, this is a finance podcast because I'm getting a loan for my house, right? To build this home. The bank no liking me taking a loan out for a car. They're like, hey, stop borrowing money. And I'm like, hey, all right. So, and, and I still have, um, my boat. I still have a couple payments left on my boat. So like, I'm just like a little tied up at the moment. Okay. So I decided that I needed a car because I sold my G wagon dream baby dream car really sad. But at the end of the day, it was a fantastic financial decision. Um, I barely lost any money on the G wagon, which is unheard of. Like you don't make money on cars and technically I didn't make money on this, but I definitely like made out like a bandit and that was a great decision and I'm still standing by it. And I'm really happy I did it. Plus like, me and the G-Wagon, we had our moment. We were we were buddies, we were pals, and we did what we needed to be done. So um, the stars and everything are gone. But I basically was thinking, okay, I have to have a car. So I was like exploring other options. Renting was kind of expensive. I was going to borrow in my parents' car, but I could tell, you know when you can tell that your parents are like, no, seriously, please, seriously, like 
of course, darling, you're our child. Of course, we'll let you borrow our car. But really, they're like, I could just tell, I could just tell it might make their lives a little bit more complicated. And the last thing I want to ever do is make my favorite people in the entire world, my parents' lives, any more complicated. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just, instead of going and spending, I had like a number in my head, right? Like I had a number that I was willing to spend on this truck that wouldn't like deplete me in a way that made me feel bad. So I was like, instead of spending that number, on a car like maybe going to buy like an old like bmw suv or a mercedes suv and then it depreciate in value so much that by the time i sell it next year to get my my next big dream car like it'll I'll, I'll be selling it for scraps and i'll just be pissed at myself for having it for a year so i was like you know what i'm gonna spend that money that i'm i'm you know like succumb to what's the word i'm looking for i'm uh resolved i'm at resolve with it like i'm resolved to spend this money anyways i'm gonna spend that on a truck and then i'm not gonna sell the truck i'm gonna keep it it's gonna be like my truck truck i'm buying a house in the suburbs she's a country mouse like why wouldn't i have a truck just at my house so i'm gonna buy a truck and i'm it's not gonna be a nice truck i had originally decided this truck would just be like a 2000 like 14 something or another that just had a bunch of my I didn't care because it was just going to be my dump truck. So anyways, I decided on that. And then out of nowhere, the Instagram gods literally presented me with this classic, gorgeous, like I said, baby blue 1971 classic truck that's in fantastic condition because it was just redone and they have like all the paperwork and everything. And it's basically this, these people that were moving away from Florida, couldn't take the truck with them, wanted to like get it off their hands. And I'm like, it me. And a girl reached out to me and was like, I saw your like Instagram saying you wanted to buy a truck. Um, my friend's selling a truck, her and her husband. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, perfect. I see it immediately. Immediately, I'm like, I must have this truck. It is like if Barbie drove a truck, Barbie would drive this truck. Do you know what I mean? It's like so fucking cute. I was like, I have to have it. Things I didn't ask that Courtney just said. Courtney pulls up in her truck, actually. A country girl can survive, okay? We got country mouses all up in this bitch. So um, she pulls up and she's like, oh my God, I love it. I'm like, right, isn't it fabulous, whatever. She's like, does it have AC? And I was like, so I didn't ask. <laughs> like, there are times in my life, and I've said it time and time again, where I am like, you are smart. You are intelligent. Like, you help people in this life. You are put on this earth to speak and to help people. And then there are so many times that I'm reminded that I am just such a dumb bitch. I'm such a dumb bitch. Okay. So I was like, I didn't ask. Um, and then I was too embarrassed to ask after I didn't ask and I already wired them the money. I was too embarrassed to be like, by the way, BT Dubs, does it have AC? So um, it gets really motherfucking hot here in Tennessee in the summer as well. I'm sure as it does in Florida. So part of me was just like holding out like there's no motherfucking way that they do not have AC in this truck in Florida. But it's also a classic. So who knows? It comes. I turn it on. <sighs> Blasted with AC. Love to see it. Oh, it felt nice. Ooh, it was great. So uh, yeah, it has AC. But I need to tell you guys, this is obviously I feel like you've seen on Instagram or, you know, Twitter or whatever, all of these scary things that are happening right now with like AI technology and how it's absolutely running rampant and just totally fucking everyone in the sense that like it's like I almost just said pranking people, <laughs> not pranking, but scamming people like it's full on running scams on these hoes and people are falling for it because how could you not? It's like people pretending to be like your daughter getting in a car accident. Like it's really scary. And so anyways, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I know this is real because I could give you guys every single little detail of why I know this is real. Actually, the girl that I was like uh, chatting with on Instagram, it came from another girl that I know from Instagram. I can see her Instagram. She's been on Instagram for 12 years. Since 2012, her children are on her page. Like there's so many reasons. Like we're sending voice memos back and forth. She's sending me videos. I can see her wedding ring in them. There are so many reasons that I, Shannon Ford, 
a dumb bitch sometimes, but not always a dumb bitch, has four working brain cells left. I know for sure not a scam, right? Like the, and I know that this sounds like what people say when they're scammed, which my mom and dad. So anyways, I'm over like over excited to do this. I don't want to sell the truck to anyone else. I wired them the money at like 10 PM. It doesn't even go through because basically bank of America was like, it'll go the next business day. But I send her a screenshot, like your money's through. Like we were both laughing, like, cause she's around my age, I think her and her husband. And then we were like laughing on voice notes. Cause she's like, wait, I don't think I know how to do a wire transfer. I was like, bitch, I don't know how to do a wire transfer. Like what are we in the mob? Like, I don't know either. And we were like laughing. Like, you know, if someone's scamming me, it's damn good. <laughs> like it's good. Just, it's good. So I just like, no, it's not. And anyways, uh, my mom wakes up the next morning. I have a text message uh, that says, please wake up, call me. I have three missed calls. I have an email. I have an email from my mother, subject line. I think you're getting scammed. Please call me. It's about the truck. Actual body of the email? Nothing. <laughs> Just the subject line said that. Like, fucking moms, man. Like, what? I'm like, okay. So I begrudgingly pick up the phone and call my mom. I'm like, hey, mom. She's like, honey. I don't feel good about it. I do. Your father and I do not feel good about it. My mom's much more of the, um, if she was listening to this, she'd be pretty, pretty offended, but she's not hysterics. So my mom is the person that when something goes wrong, she figures it out, but she's like me in the sense that she's like, she had a little bit of flair of drama. You know what I mean? Like we just love a little, little drama. And so she was like, honey, I just, I do not think this is, this is not make sense, blah, blah, blah. Why would they have you wire them at 10 PM at night? I was like, oh, that was my idea. <laughs> she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like I was there. I had my laptop out. Like, why are you the money, sis? And she was like, I was like, they didn't even ask for the money yet. And she was like, Shannon, this is just like, not. Nah, how do you know these people? Whatever. My dad gets on the phone. He pulls one of these, honey. And I'm like, oh, so I'm on speakerphone, honey. Uh, yeah, I mean, you do now you do know these people. And I was like, I not technically no, but she's very active on social media. I feel like I know her at this point. You know, she's really, she's really relatable. I really like her. I think we'd be friends. And my dad's like, cause, oh honey, it's just, you know, and I know, I know you're smart, honey. We're not, we're not implying you're smart. And I told your mom, you know, she's got to do what she wants to. She's growing. I'm like, dad, then, you know, my dad's playing like good cop, bad cop. And he's like, but it's just, oh, it's just these things they, they do, they happen. And I was like, listen guys, I know. I know they'd be happening, but, and then every time I would try to convince them it's not a scam, it would sound exactly like what someone would tell you when something was a scam. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay. So I'm like, um, I don't know what to tell you guys. I promise it's not whatever. whatever. I finally convinced them. I send the girl a voice note. Now, obviously, because like I am logical, the back of my brain's working a little bit like, no, this would be crazy, right? This would be so fucking crazy if this was a scam. It's obviously not a scam. I send her a voice note being like, I just had to convince my parents, hee hee ha ha, that you're not an AI person tricking me. And she, she was so sweet. She sent me a picture back of her older kid. And she was like, mommy's not a thief. <laughs> I can promise. It's, it's, and I was like, this is so cute. They're obviously not scamming me unless, <laughs> unless. And so I was like, okay. So anyways, you guys obviously know the end of the story, the truck sitting in my driveway, but I have to tell you this bank of America. I get an email from them. This seems normal. That was like, Hey, we stopped the charge coming through the wire transfer of this amount because it looked like it was going to an unknown account. And it was a large enough number that we, you know, we, we always do this if it's over $2,500 or something like that. And I was like, cool, call this number and then tell us it's not fraud and we will, you know, reinstate the wire. I'm like, gotta do that. Gotta pay my scammers. Just kidding, not scammers. And so I, uh, she's a nice lady. So I pick up the phone. I call Bank of America. I get on the phone with what is absolutely no questions asked a like Midwestern. It's a woman named Barbara. She's for sure from the Midwest. I can hear it in her voice. And she is 
she is doing her job correctly and we fucking like Barbara for that okay and you know what makes me feel better about all the grandparents out there all the easily scammed people it makes me feel very happy that people like Barbara are out there they're fucking pursuing that shit okay let me tell you something Barbara Barbara didn't want me to give this money to, the, to these people in Florida. She was steadfast in her like absolute disdain for this transaction. Okay. And I was like, Barbara, I got to send this money. Like I got to give my truck. And so I guess one of the most common scams, which makes sense. One of the most common scams is like Facebook marketplace, like car sales and like vehicle sales and so every time I would answer one of her questions it was like the exact opposite thing to say she's like okay but you have seen the truck right I was like technically no it's in Florida she's like okay again ma'am I really couldn't I couldn't suggest more against this and I'm like no no Barbara listen listen I've seen it. the girl's got kids people wouldn't do this as kids I'm like I've heard her husband laughing in the back she's like they work in teams I was like oh my god she's serious you guys she's like at the point to the, like it did get kind of annoying a little bit because I was like okay I because I kept being like I so appreciate that you have these things in place I'm so happy that y'all are really taking these things seriously but like I gotta go Barbara I gotta get the I gotta go and so anyways we have to go through all these disclaimers which I know it's just her job like you have to I have to read this statement you have to agree but then it was the, the funniest part was like the end when she was like so I do have to read this off one more time just so I have things clear. You met a woman on the internet who has kids, okay? And she sold you a truck that you have never seen from Florida. She's also paying to have it shipped to you. I'm like, they really needed to get rid of it. She's like, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, and, and then you still have never seen the car. You've never met this person in person. And you know her from the internet because another person you don't know on the internet said this girl was selling a truck. And I said exactly Barbara that's exactly what I'm saying give me the money and she's like well again I do fully think you are being scammed and I am so sorry oh she had to keep telling me like you're not gonna get this money back like I have on file here that we have suggested so far against this like if this is a scam I'm so sorry to let you know you will not receive this money back I have it in bright red marker she didn't say that but I'm assuming she was made a business and I was like thanks Barbara g2g Anyways, I get off the phone with her. I'm like, this is so funny. I kind of thought it was funny. I call my parents. Bad idea. <laughs> I was like, listen to this. Bank of America is so crazy. They're cuckoo. She's my mom's like, bitch, it is a scam. Anyways, I actually don't tell the lady again that my bank now thinks it's a scam because I knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't. But the truck is here. I'm so happy to, to, to report that it's literally not a fucking scam. And there are fabulous people who like described everything perfectly and everything's wonderful and it does have ac and a radio but it's like one of those like you know like old school radios i don't know i don't think they have carplay so taylor let me tell you guys taylor thinks this is the dumbest thing i could ever do in my whole life and what's one thing we know about taylor what's one thing we know about taylor the bitch is always right i don't want her to be right i don't like when she's always right but she's always right so she's like and I'm telling her, this is just my little like summer toot around the town truck. Like it's a little toot around town truck. It's, it's, you know, it's wackadoodle time as I've keep seeing on TikTok and I can't get out of my head. It's just time to be girl in truck looking cute. It's pick me energy as fuck. And I'm fully owning that. Like why else would I, someone who has absolutely no knowledge of a classic like truck genre be like, I'm going to drive this 1971 Ford F50. Like it is literally look at me energy, but nevertheless, as Claudia says, we proceed. So, um, yeah, Taylor's like, you're going to still be asking to borrow my car every fucking day because you are not going to ride. The, the truck is like, it starts. It's like, like, it's like fucking loud. Like it's got like two mufflers on the side. It's 
it's loud. Um, I've already had the guy that was cleaning my gutters already asked me a bunch of questions about it. I've got to look some things up because I don't know shit about shit. And I looked dumb. Maybe I just I'll start saying it's like someone's like my like brothers or something. I'm like, it's my brothers. I don't know much about it. But anyways, um, yeah, so Taylor's you're gonna hate it. It's like not gonna like be what you're used to. I also am pretty sure like I can't oh, no, I'm not pretty sure I would not take it long distance long distance and I do know like most old cars like there's obviously a chance that it will like occasionally stall um, hopefully not at an intersection <laughs> like RIP but like yeah so we're just gonna wish for the best and I will eventually once the house closes and once the bank's like we'll let you borrow money again I will just get like another like maybe like like another g-wagon or maybe a range Rover. i don't fucking know i have no idea i can't really tell you what kind of car i want but you know an suv maybe i'll be my mommy era and i'll want like a big yukon or something anyone that drove a yukon back in the day i was like that shit is fresh as hell so um yeah we'll see tbd but the truck is here and it wasn't a scam so i'm really glad that i took 15 minutes to tell you guys that Okay, I have a confession that I feel like y'all aren't going to think is very Shannon's childhood, but I actually didn't do my own laundry until I was in college. Isn't that wild? I don't know if my mom was just like being a legend or didn't trust us or what, but the result was that when I got to college, I knew nothing about laundry, like nothing. So I just did what everyone else did. I bought these massive, gigantic liquid detergent jugs. Now, I lived in a house with four girls in college. Imagine, just imagine how many jugs we were going through. Now imagine all those gallon plastic jugs just ending up in landfills. It's sad, okay? It's just so bad for the environment. Also, saving the planet aside, it was simply a mess. Like, someone always ended up spilling it or getting it all over something. It was just gross. Now that I'm adulting properly and have proudly been doing laundry for a while, I just use Earth Breeze. They've got these True Earth Eco Strip detergents that are just amazing because it comes as these like detergent strips. No more massive jugs taking up space or spilling on stuff. It's just one easy strip that you plop into your washing machine. Each laundry strip packs an ultra concentrated hypoallergenic, which is very important to me because I have super sensitive skin, cleaning power into a tiny pre-measured strip of liquidless laundry detergent that you just toss into the wash. No measuring, no mess, just one easy strip and come on it's just simply so much better for the environment it's tough on stains and you aren't compromising your clean it's still super powerful and my clothes come out perfect every wash best part about it it's delivered right to your door baby they offer flexible subscriptions that can be paused or canceled whenever so there's no binding contracts or fees nothing like that it's just fantastic so switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new right now my listeners can subscribe to earth breeze and save 40 percent go to earthbreeze.com shannon to get started that's earthbreeze.com shannon for 40 percent off earthbreeze.com shannon today is also an important day because today is my one year anniversary with James. Like how, how crazy is that? The fact that I sat right here, actually I sat in that chair because I gave Marissa her good side, which was a fucking baller friend move because this is my good side. Um, but I sat right there in that chair talking to Marissa and I almost didn't, and I've said this before on the podcast, but I almost didn't tell you guys about James at all because I was so worried that like it wouldn't work out and I wanted it to work out so, so, so badly. And then I also had this like, I didn't want to jinx it. And then I had this other thought that I was like, maybe this for the first time ever, I keep one of my relationships private as fucking if I'd be able to keep my big ass mouth shut. Like the least mysterious person ever. Like you want to know something? I'll tell you. I'll tell you immediately. Maybe you don't want to know something. I'll still tell you. I will. So that was like never going to work anyways. But I sat right there in that chair and I just thought to myself like, you know, say la vie. If this works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. What does say la vie mean? Life is 
grand? <laughs> I don't know. Producer Courtney's reaching for her phone. She's looking it up. Say, Libby, I basically just had this mentality where I'm like, it is what it is. I'm either going to like, this is going to work and it's going to be beautiful or it's not. And I'm going to be better for it because like this man is amazing. So I can't believe a year later, I'm just sitting here and we're just like chit chatting about my boyfriend that I've been dating for a year. Who's like currently trying to get a visa to move here. And I'm building a house in Franklin next to my best friends. And I'm just like, what the fuck? All this stuff that can happen in a year. What does say love you mean? That's life. Okay. Oh my God. I did use that correctly. I'm shocked. That's life. Say lovey. So like, yeah, I, I am just like perplexed and you guys have been along for the ride the entire time. Like the journey it, you guys have been absolutely on with me and it just like, it just melts my heart. It really, really does. So, um, there were some, he actually just had flowers delivered. Listen, I had this whole like spill on my little, like one year post, um, on Instagram, but I'm going to tell you guys too, because maybe there's not a crossover. There should be that you guys should all follow me on Instagram at probably Shannon. Um, so yeah, I had this conversation where I was basically just like, I don't know why I called it a conversation. It was my caption. Um, I, my caption was talking about the whole like age old phrase. I am not claiming I created this phrase. It is copyright by, I'm sure someone who will eventually block me. Um, if you wanted to, he would. So like, if you wanted to, he would. And I've heard it forever. And obviously it's like overused as fuck. And like anytime people start really clingy to something, I know it gets kind of cringe to like always repeat. Like if he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to, he would. Lucky girl mentality. Like, but these things become cliches for a reason because they're so true and they're so right. So also, you know what I really wish it would become a cliche that everyone in the world used? Quit your job at Google and make soap. Like, can we like put on a t-shirt? So um, I, like I literally could actually, I make merch. TBD on that though. We'll see. Um, so anyways, yeah, I basically posted the thing about how, if you wanted to, we would and how James and I, you meet someone. And I mean like the amount of time a day that I was giving to these men that didn't, they did not want time of day with me. They said, could do, could do without time of day with Shannon. And I was like, I'll give you my life. <laughs> like, oh my God, desperado scale 1000. She was in her pathetic girl era. It was embarrassing for everyone involved. Um, but like, you know, we all go through it. And I just was like really holding out for like someone. And here's the thing. And I'm actually, I'm going to get into some hot takes in a second. So I'll, I'll give, I'll wait for my, you know, roster hot take. But all I'm saying is if you wanted to, he wouldn't. I met James and I'm not to brag, but like, I also can brag because you guys have been here throughout all of my absolute like disasters. So I'm going to brag for a second. Like you meet someone one day and you just realize, holy shit, this guy would do whatever it took to be with me. And I also want him back. Like you also don't have to be with someone just because they are the first guy proving to you that they want to be with you. Like you don't have to settle for like someone that likes you more than you like them. It should be equal. Right. And like, I liked him so much and the way that he just reciprocated that love and or likeness back to me and the desire to be with me. Like it felt so relieving to just have someone in my life that like worked for me, worked hard for me, like just really wanted to make this work. And so I said, work for you. Like you, like I 1099 him at the end of the year. I just mean like, I genuinely like, felt this feeling of like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. If he wanted to, he would. He doesn't fucking live in America. And he and I didn't sit down like, so are we going to do this? Are we? Like, I'm not kidding. We did not really, even the first time and second time I went to London when we were like, uh, we both said like, we're obviously going to do like, there's no other way. Like there's nothing else I will do, but make this work. So I know that sounds dramatic, but it was true. Like we didn't have to weigh the pros and cons. We didn't have to like make a list. I didn't have to like ask my friend if she thinks I'm crazy. I was like, I want this to work. So I'm going to make it work. He wanted to make it work. So we did. So if he, if she wants it to, 
they will. And so I just think that's a really great lesson because you will meet someone one day that you don't have to decode their text messages. You don't. And of course, like when me and James first started dating, I was like, what is he talking about? Mostly because I feel like we speak a different language, but like you don't have to decode their every thought, their every move. There's no like intense games being played. Like there's like nothing like that to the point of making you anxious or insecure. I get that there's like funny flirty games in the beginning, whatever, but like the games that make you feel bad, the games that make you feel, like I said, anxious, insecure, wonderment, not in a cute way. Like I wonder if he's sleeping with other people. Like those aren't the wonders you should have. Like that's not flirty first like phases of relationship vibes. Like that's not fun. And that's not what you should be striving for. So I just really think it's a great testament that like, I'm, I'm almost not like I waited because like I dated plenty of people for James that didn't work out. Right. Like after John, like I was actively looking for a boyfriend and like, I, I just really am thankful that none of them worked out because I eventually did have enough self pride to be like, no, because I almost didn't. This is what I think I didn't say on the podcast before, unless I haven't stopped me if I have Courtney, because some people do say I repeat stories. Sorry. Um, I almost didn't go on the trip to Barcelona because I, <laughs> This is embarrassing. I was talking to this guy. Um, you guys know him as Short King. Um, I was talking to Short King and I was convinced that he would invite me to California. Okay. So let that sink in. He was like in California for his off season or something. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to invite me to California to see him. Not come here, by the way, not fucking come here, but invite me to come see him. And I was going to hop on a plane and I was going to go see him. And so I almost, I, and I told, I was very honest with Marissa. Marissa is such a fucking legend and such a goat. I was like, listen, I know this is embarrassing to admit, but I almost think I might skip Barcelona. She's like, that's a fine. I was crashing her solo trip anyways. She's like, that's fine. I was like, I know this sounds embarrassing, but I feel like XYZ short King. I feel like he might invite me to California. And if he does, like, I'd really like to be here because obviously if I'm on a trip, he'll know that he'll see that on Instagram. Like I, he won't invite me. And she's like, okay, she really didn't try to dissuade me here or there. She did tell me like, it is attractive when men see you doing things like on your own independently, not just like sitting around, like twiddling your thumbs. Like she's like going on a trip might be like kind of cool. He might be like, damn, I wish she wasn't on a trip. I was going to invite her to California. And then like, you know, we're only going for a week. Like we were going for seven days or a week or eight days or something. I don't remember. So she's like, it's not like the end of the world. And I was like, yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. So all that being said, I almost didn't meet the love of my life because I thought a guy was going to maybe ask me to hang out across the country. Okay. So like we've all been there and I'm allowed to brag about my relationship because I was that pathetic at one point. Okay. So yeah, I just really, I really just giggle at thinking a year ago today, I was just walking down the streets of Barcelona, saw a hot guy, made eye contact with him, felt like the world was in slow motion. I mean, it really did feel like that way. And then we just kept on walking. Obviously, the OGs here know that we didn't really keep walking. We technically tried to follow him for a little bit, but they didn't look back at us. So we left. And then five hours later, we were literally walking in a different part of town and passed him again. And like, you know, fate is just the craziest thing. And like serendipity and like all of these things or whatever, the kismet like moments. But I just really feel lucky to experience not only just that moment, because of course it's what everyone clings to. And that's what I cling to. I love telling the story. It's such a cool story, but like the past year that I've had with James is like, what's obviously the most special to me and like how we've grown as a couple and how we've made it work when it's fucking hard to be in a long distance relationship. And it's, it's just not easy. And so to know that we're like doing all of this because it's a means to an end and then that he's trying to move here and we're going to live this life together. Like it just makes me so freaking happy. And I'm so glad that you guys have been here for all of it and met him on the podcast and he's been on the podcast and he'll continue to be. So it's just exciting. And that's all I had to say about that. I don't know a single person who isn't obsessed with Topgolf after they've tried it. 
if you haven't been, it's this like massive, stunning, cool venue that has so much more than just golf. It's an experience. So I've gone with like all my friends. I've taken my parents there. I've gone with my goddaughters. It's legit perfect for anyone. And I'm personally not super good at golf, but that's where it's fun because like it doesn't matter. I've gone with my friends before that are legit so good at golf. And sometimes I even beat them at games we've played. So they've got these huge light up targets that you try to hit into a massive fairway. And there's like a ton of different games that are associated with them. And another thing that I try to do is convince all my friends who are really good at golf, you know, those ones I mentioned to come with me on half price Tuesday. It's so cool. Literally every Tuesday gameplay is half off. So you get more play for less pay, baby. Some exclusions apply, but you can read all about that on their website. So I get them there for the half price gameplay. And then they help me with my swing, teach me more about golf and all that jazz. They got music pumping, amazing food and drinks that get delivered right to your bay. Get the pizza, trust me. And personally, my favorite part is even though it's technically outside, it's covered. And so in the winter, they got heaters to make it cozy. And in the summer, they've got fans to keep you cool because mama does not like to sweat. Oh, and shout out to my lefties because another reason that I never really play golf or I guess why I was kind of like always intimidated is because I don't actually have my own set of clubs. So it's rare that anyone else is left-handed and can let me borrow them, whatever. And Topgolf hooks it up with the lefty clubs. Actually, everyone gets to choose whatever club they want when they're there. So it's nice. You get to kind of just like play around with whichever ones work for you. And I just genuinely have such a good time every time I'm there. Also, if there's someone in your life who wants to have fun, but also cannot miss a game on TV, we all know the type, then don't worry. They have giant TVs everywhere. I'm telling you, the next time you don't know what to do with your friends, with your parents, or even with your kids, take them to Topgolf. It will not disappoint. Also, it's fun to try something new. I never thought that I'd be interested in golf, but Topgolf makes you forget that it's a serious sport and you just have fun with it. Listen, it's golf. It's not golf. It's top golf. Pro tip, by the way, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on Half Price Tuesday or any other day. Let's talk about the motherfucking landlord drama, okay? Because everyone's like, give us an update. So last time I talked to you guys, it was actually, it, people on my Instagram were confused because there obviously are people that listen to this podcast and follow me on Instagram. And they're like, but you said, I'll do you one better. And I'm like, I did. But let me give you the update now because now it's signed, sealed, delivered. And the funniest thing happened when I was in Texas, actually. So I have to keep this in mind. I talked to this girl, uh, this lady, this woman. She's a realtor. She's so nice. She's been so wonderful this entire time. She is a realtor that the owners of this house, who are two sisters in their 70s, the owners, and quite motherfucking ornery. Um, I really have been saying motherfucker a lot in this like episode. I need to relax because I have to edit this stuff out. I have to type it all out because it wants to beep it when I put it on Instagram. Like beep. And I'm like, no, I have to then type out motherfucking. Um, anyways, okay. So I, I think they're pretty ornery. Okay. And if you don't know what that means, Google it. It's just, they're just not in a super happy place in their life, I guess. And I, someone like shit in their shoe, that kind of vibe at all times. So I never speak to the owners. I know who the owners are. I know when I moved in, there were a couple of things like, I don't know if I told you guys this, but like, there's just a couple, been a couple of things that like, they have left like a shit ton of stuff in the garage. And I just kind of was like, Hey, like this isn't a beach condo that I'm renting for the weekend on Airbnb, like where you get to have an owner's closet. Like you have to move your stuff out. Like I need to park my car in here. It's dangerous to have free standing doors in here and like all this other stuff. And they were like, Oh yeah, hon, sorry. The owner said no. And I was like, Okay, but I'm just like, I am so easygoing that I was like, it is what it is. My dad and Mike were like, absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. They have to move their stuff out. And I was like, it's fine. I live here alone. Like, I'm a dream, dream tenant. I live alone. I don't have kids. I don't have a dog. I Like, none of this. Like, I, you couldn't want me to live in your house more. I get it professionally clean every two weeks. Like, Courtney, we're looking around. This place looks great. 
Okay. I'm not even here half the fucking time. It's not even really lived in. And so anyways, I basically asked them, I, whenever I did the whole, like, I'll do you one better thing. I basically, you know, redid my tracks a couple months ago and said, can I actually stay till June? And I like wrote this letter being like, I'm a single, I mean, I made it the biggest sap story ever, which to be fair, all of it's true. I was like, I'm a single 28 year old girl. I poured all my time, energy, money, and effort into this house I'm building. I live alone. I, I don't even have a husband. I don't have dogs, pets, anything. I, I gave the whole spiel. I get your house cleaned. I've, I've the amount of love I've poured into these walls as I've been within them. I mean, I, I went full fucking pathetic mode, desperado scale right back up. And so I was like, I, and I write, I said, I write this letter with sheer desperation and, and begging you guys to reach inside and see some kindness and understanding for my situation and the burden it would lift off of me to let me stay till June. They write back and they're like, okay, yes, she can stay till June, but she has to pay a way higher rent, which they upped my rent a thousand dollars. I was like, it is what it is. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. So the landlord tells me all this. My landlord is the renter, is the realtor, not the owners. I've never still to this day, I've never talked to the two women in their 70s owners, but the landlords told me they ain't easy to work for, honey. And I'm like, yeah, I could see that. So anyways, so the landlord's like my girl, her and I are always chatting. She's always being so sweet, so nice. And so um, a lot a lot of the times you guys are like, you should say X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, the I'd be talking to the landlord, the middle woman. And she's like so nice. And so anyways, I um, randomly get a text from the landlord. It's like, hey, I am so sorry. The owners have decided that they actually do not want to let you stay till June. And I was like, what? What? I have it in writing. Like now I have it in writing. I know I went back and forth, made it a little messy, but like, a month ago, they said, I, could, I have it in writing. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, I know. I'm so sorry. They just said, like, for reasons that they don't care to explain. Like, no. And I was like, oh, the burden. Oh, my God. It's back. The anvil on my chest. I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, I don't even know what to do. I, I beg again. I'm like, can you please beg? Can you do this? Da, da, da. She's like, I'll ask one more time. I was like, can you tell them that I have to put all my stuff in? So I did it. She's like, I'll ask, I'll ask, I'll ask. I looked up like what an Airbnb. I'm sure you guys that are coming to Nashville and traveling to Nashville understand how expensive it is in the summertime, which is the most popular time to come to Nashville, CMA Fest, all this stuff. To get an Airbnb for a weekend is fucking expensive. To get it for the month of June, that shit is crazy. And so, and this is a finance podcast. We're saving money, baby. And so I was like, okay, she comes back. She's like, so they've written out these rules. So I guess that they did all that. They said no randomly because they knew that I'd be like desperate and beg. And then they came back with these other stipulations. So what they wanted to do and what they, what they wanted to succeed in doing was pulling one over me. They, they didn't like the number they came up with before, which was a thousand dollars more, which I know it's my own doing that I live in this big house by myself. Therefore, like I pay the full rent by myself, but like for them to raise another thousand dollars, knowing it's just me, I was like, okay, I get it. Like you got to do what you got to do. They must've thought to themselves, we could get more out of her. Or I don't know if someone was like, like, yeah, I don't know if they used to see a G wagon in my driveway and now they didn't anymore. And they're like, she must've just made some money. Like, I don't know what the deal was, but out of the blue, they say they're not going to, I say, please say, and then they have already ready within like five minutes. Okay. You can stay if you follow these stipulations. And it's another list. The list includes you must now pay $2,500 more on top of the $1,000 more. So we're talking $3,500 more, more. What? I don't fucking care. I'll give you guys the numbers. I gave it to the Instagram. So what does it matter? So I, I paid 47, I basically almost paid $5,000 to stay here. So they want me to now pay $8,500 to stay for one month in this house, one month. Then the other stipulation was the entire month of May, they get to show the house to potential renters. Like maybe that means that they only show it one time that people say I'm sold, but they could come in. They say with one hour's notice, they can come in at any time and show the house to potential renters. I'm like, weird. Uh, don't love that. But like, okay, I guess. 
Then the other thing was, and this is almost, because I'm telling you, I was so pathetically desperate. I almost would have said yes to the $8,500. Just been like, it is what it is. Um, we get to keep your security deposit. It will now be non-refundable. I lost my ever loving mind. I lost it. I really did because what gives them the right? It's actually illegal. My landlord was like work. She was riding for me. She's a ride or die. She was so sweet. Um, it's actually legal. I've done nothing to forfeit my security deposit. I've kept, kept this place immaculate. Like there's nothing wrong with this place at all. Like I've even like foregone hanging up some pictures because I'm like, well, I never hung them up. And what's the point in putting extra holes in their wall, even though that would be normal wear and tear. I mean, what gives them the right to think they get to keep my $5,000 security deposit making the, the, the amount that I would be spending to stay here upwards of $15,000 for 30 days. Like I lost it. My parents, when I called and told them, I haven't heard my dad that mad in a very long time. Like they were like, who the fuck do these people think they are? And I was like, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Called the landlord. The landlord was also equally appalled. She's like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. I am so sorry. This is insane. I was like, you can let them know it's also illegal to insinuate that they could keep my security deposit for no reason or damages. It's mine to take back. And she was like, no, I know. I couldn't agree more. I said, listen, I could write a really, really strongly worded letter, but I doubt she'll email it to him anyways, because why would you do that? And she's the middleman. I said, but you can tell them with the most uh, abhorrent, like disdain in my voice no and then i know what they're doing they're backing me to a corner and bending me over the barrel and it's pretty selfish and it's such a greedy money grab and i would assume that two women in their 70s would see these this letter from a young girl who's doing all this stuff like i can't believe they would take this situation and try to manipulate it and like i said just absolutely be so greedy and like horrible she's like i'm literally not gonna say any of that to them but okay sounds good um i'm like yeah let's let them know no i'm not i'm not saying so i i figured out well the universe be universe person and I know I know that I can be a dumb bitch I know I do a lot of fucked up shit but I must be owed good karma somewhere because the best situation ever happened a friend who doesn't use their apartment was like you can stay over two months and I was like what? for free 99 are you serious so like the best situation in the entire world happened like I can't even explain it I can't explain it it's literally the best case scenario I'm so eternally innately grateful I am so grateful I go to Texas, right? My sister-in-law graduated medical school. Amazing. Dr. Ford in the house. Um, and congrats, Lauren, again. It's actually her birthday today, too. Um, so happy birthday, Lauren. But I, um, yeah, I, I get a text when I'm at the PBR, which I can dive into that, too. That was really fun. That says, hi, this is the landlord. Again, what a gem. We love her. The owners have, like, randomly out of the blue messaged me and said, okay, Actually, if she wants to stay in June, we'll give her her security deposit back. We can give it back. Like, you never had the right to have it anyways. We will not take her security deposit. She would only, only have to pay the $8,500. I was like, you are, it was such a thrill. It was such a thrill. And that, the landlord wrote back, I'm sure you're just over it at this point. You've just had it. But I did have to let you know they did offer it in case that made you have any less stress. And I told her, like, you can let them know. The answer is no. Because they probably figured, like, we're not going to rent this place out in June. And she was offering us $8,500 to rent it out in June. And now it's just going to sit empty. So that's what happens when you want to be greedy. Life does not work out for you. Okay? Like, oh my gosh, honestly, it was just a lot. It was a lot. So, but I really felt good about the whole thing as far as like them coming and groveling back was nice. So, and I don't wish ill upon them. Like they're two women in their seventies. Like I hope one, they find a little bit of happiness in their life. And two, I hope this gave them a little bit of perspective and which you would assume at their age they have. But, um, three, I do hope they rent this place out. It's a beautiful place. I don't want any, you know, fallen financial times for the elders they're going through enough with all the AI scams out there so um yeah I wish them I wish them well I I hope what's the phrase they can eat just not on my fucking table so um yeah that was the landlord update and the house update <laughs> 
I am shook that I get to work with this brand because I have been a lover of their products for so long. You know me, I am the consumer. So Element is legit the queen of electrolyte replacement. It's spelled like L-M-N-T, by the way. I feel like you've probably seen it before. I got turned on to them by none other than Taylor because she was obsessed with them during her pregnancy. Biggest thing that sets them apart from the other electrolyte drink mixes, there's absolutely no sugar, zero. Just salt to replace all our lost sodium. There's no artificial ingredients. There's no coloring, no fillers, no gluten. Honestly, just no BS. The reason it's so important to have electrolytes in our system, by the way, is because it facilitates so many different functions in our body. Like I didn't know how many things, conductive of the nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. And I know y'all know I am no scientist and all those things sound way above my pay grade, but let me tell you what I do know, they're important. So I personally love chugging some element mix in my water before and after I drink way too much wine and it's always helped me not have a headache the next day. Also, it helps with sleeplessness, so I love that because sometimes I just do not sleep good, so this is great for that. James is obsessed with Element after his workouts because when you sweat, you're losing electrolytes. It's the loss of sodium, so we got to replace that so that we do not get cramps and fatigue and all those other annoying things that come with working out. Everyone, by the way, everyone is using Element, so jump on the bandwagon, okay? Get on the train. We got pro athletes using it. We got Olympic athletes using it. Even Navy SEALs drink it, so you know it's the good stuff. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash probably. The deal is only available through my link, by the way. So you have to go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash probably. Also, Element offers no questions asked refunds. So try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You've literally got nothing to lose. Drinkelement.com slash probably. Um, I definitely did feel overwhelmed this week because like, as you guys know, I did still have to like, I had to move out of this place and put all my stuff in storage because I'm not bringing my three bedroom home furniture into a, an apartment. So I do have to put all of that in storage. But something that I learned this week, which I was really like impressed with myself. And I was like, okay, I need to tell this on the podcast because you know, we love a list. You know, I love a list. List on list on list on mm, not saying MF and list, but lists, right? Like so many lists. And um, one thing I did was I felt like another anvil was on my chest and I had so many things and it felt so daunting. I'm like, I have to get my boat trailer moved. I have to pack all this stuff up. I have to find someone to store the stuff. Then I have to call pods or the pods big enough. And then I have to have my dad come in through. I have to hire handyman. But my list, I'm not kidding, was I'm not going to keep rambling off all this stuff I had to do, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so, oh, and also I had to record this podcast. <laughs> Love it, but like, when am I gonna do that? So yeah, I was really stressed out. I made a list and I started taking them off, taking them off. And when you truly do, you can start with the big things. You can start with the small things. But when you have this daunting thing of like running list in your head, your brain does this really weird thing where it makes you feel like it's impossible. Like there's no way anyone could get this stuff done. But like when you write it in a piece of paper and it's tangible and you can see it and you literally physically cross things off, it's crazy how much you're like, oh my God. Well, I'm so, and I was like calling my mom, like I knocked off three things off the list today. She's like, you go girlfriend. I'm like, I know. So I could not express enough if you ever feel like things are so daunting and I even thought to myself how could I even write a list the list of things to do is so long I wrote it it was long but little by little by little I'm like oh my gosh I have a little and I wrote silly stuff down like like pull jet ski out of garage like that technically isn't a thing I have to do I just literally have to open my garage and pull the jet ski out for my dad but like I wrote it down because I was like another thing and another thing and like it really helps it really helps so 
that was a nice little tidbit i know you guys know i love a list but this time even the list maker master was like what are we gonna do and we did that and it was very helpful we me me myself and i um okay also i hired a bookkeeper this is a financial podcast okay and i just want to employ all of you guys employ implore i don't know um if you have the means to hire a bookkeeper if you're not good at math like some people are like bitch i bookkeep my own shit congratulations show off um I, my math, the math, don't be math in my head. And one thing I realized is you have to outsource stuff. My bookkeeper, by the way, I know everything is like different shift of perspective. And maybe you'd be like, that was a lot, but like, she does not charge that much. Like it's a very reasonable rate. You could literally just like not get Starbucks six times and it would pay for my bookkeeper for the month. So I am very happy to report that I'm about to know where every single penny of my money is going. And I'm going to have a fucking minty bee and a breakdown because I'm probably going to be like, ah, how do I spend that much money on Starbucks? But, you know, I'm tired of saying ignorance is bliss. I need to know where my money's going. So every once in a while, y'all will be like, keep us updated with your finances. Keep us updated on how you're trying to save money. Do this thing. I'm keeping better track of my money, which I think is going to scare me into spending less money. Because when you just see like money come in, money come go, money come in, money goes. It's just kind of like free flowing and kind of fun. When you get a report back that's like you spent this much on egg white bites. Shit, shit feels, shit hits different. Okay. Like you're like, this is, that's, that's crazy. That's insane so we're doing that and that's a little um, update for my finances what else am I doing oh I have a hot take I have two of them one what are you know what it's like hard it's like not that Blake Lively listens to this podcast but like I need you to know Blake Lively like I need you to know how much I love you I need you to know that every role you do I'm obsessed with I need you to know that all these naysayers and haters that think you're just gorgeous and not a good actress I don't agree I don't agree I think you're a fantastic actress you're just stunning so you always get stunning roles but you're a really good actress. I've seen her in roles where she's not like the prettiest girl next door in the world and she fucking crushes those two. I think she's an incredible actress, stunning, fashion icon, all of the things. I, I don't know why she was casted for It Ends With Us. Like, you are not Lily Bloom. Like, low-key, I am. Oh my God, the ego. Um, But like, I don't understand why... And I've just like seen pictures come out on E! News of like them pictures of them filming. If you read the book, I know you guys are picturing the character in your mind, just not being the photos that were just released to Blake Lively. Here's another thing. Why anytime they turn someone into a redhead, they don't do a good job. Blake Lively would look stunning, stunning as a redhead if it was done right. Like they got these dark ass roots. They like crimped it weird. Like it's like this like brassy tone. Nowhere in the book does it say that she has brassy, like, like harsh red hair. Like it just says she has like red hair. I just cannot believe, I just like feel like it's such a miss, like it's such a, it's a poor choice. I'm sorry, Blake. I love you. But like, you know, as we all are, it's a privilege. Aging is a privilege and it beats the hell out of the alternative. But like we're getting older. I don't, look at Blake and think she looks 23. I don't look at me and think me looks 23. I couldn't have been casted for the role. I just think it's just, it's bad. It's bad. It's my hot take. And I just, maybe it's not such a hot take. Maybe you guys agree, but I'm just like, what is happening? Actually, I think the internet did wholeheartedly agree. It was not a good casting. So it's not really a hot take, but it feels like a heart, a hot take in my heart because I do hate to discredit anything that Blake Lively does because I just love her so much. Also BFFs with Taylor, like would never, but, um, hello, ask Sadie, rink or whatever her name is from taylor's all too well video ask her to do it she looks like a 23 year old redhead like what oh yeah, yeah i just i just that was my if you guys read it all it ends with us read the book and you guys will agree um another thing that i want to talk about is martha stewart being on the cover of sports illustrated like what the fuck it's so good it's so good how old is she she's in her 70s or is she 
80. 81? Is she, if she is 81, I'm going to lose my mind. She is 81 years old. First of all, Martha, babes, you look 60. Facts. You look 60. I don't know what you've been doing. I know you went to jail. I would assume that might harden you a little bit. I would have assumed that would have digressed in the aging department. But you, you look fabulous. You look amazing. I just, I can't even believe it's so good. And it is so refreshing to see. Like sometimes, like sometimes I can see brands doing the most and you're like, okay, you guys wanted to hop on board with anything that like you thought was the right thing to do. And they're not doing it from their hearts. You know, when brands aren't using inclusivity, like the correct way, you could tell it's like, a, it's not, it's a money grab. It's not authentic to them. You can tell that they didn't really care about it. I don't like that kind of stuff, right? I don't like anything that's super performative. I want you to do it and mean it. I don't want you to do it one time. I don't want you to include um, plus size models in your runway show one time and then be like, we did the thing. Now we don't have to ever do it again. No, if you want to be inclusive, be fucking inclusive. Like do it the right way. Do it and mean it. So it really bothers me when people like just are doing something like really quick for money grab. The way that I could just tell, the Sports Illustrated has always been with their swimsuit models and stuff. Or I, don't, I shouldn't speak on it always, but like since I've been following along at my age, I have just been so impressed and you can just tell like they really, really want everyone to feel included. And I am so obsessed with Martha, Martha Stewart on this cover. Like she looks incredible. She's 81 years old. And I know there are going to be people listening to this being like, oh my God. Yeah. But like she's uh, rich. So of course she looks good at 81. I'm like, no, you could be rich and not look good at 81. She is killing it. She's also so funny. Like Martha Stewart is such a character. So funny. Obviously, I'm like I said, I'm sure jail just like I should go to jail. Like I should like maybe just dabble because I feel like it makes you funnier. I feel like it makes people like you more. I could go for something silly like her, like tax evasion. I probably will. <laughs> just kidding. If the IRS is listening. I always do my taxes right because I don't do them. Um, but yeah, I just feel like going to jail. Oh, man, you obviously can have a phone. Like I'm in jail talk on TikTok. Like these guys have phones. So like obviously I could still be like chit-chatting with you guys. Maybe I could record the podcast. I feel like it'd be really good for my brand if I went to jail. For again, something like silly goosey, like nothing crazy. Um, just good for you, Martha. Good for you, Martha. Good for you, Sports Illustrated. I was really, really obsessed with the cover and I really like what they were doing. Guys, as if I have to convince any of y'all to watch the Kardashians, but nevertheless, the world's most famous matriarchy is back for the most intimate look yet into the family's empire. When I tell you I've been waiting for this new season like you wouldn't believe, on the edge of my seat with bated breath, I have been obsessed with the Kardashians since high school, and my obsession is just really only growing deeper and deeper because they're sharing more of their lives with us. You know what I mean? That's why I love them so much. They just share everything. They're like me, oversharers. Honestly, it's like we're all growing up together. Also, the previews for this season have me laughing. Like they're on their funny game. I'm seeing like clips of Chloe, seeing clips of Kylie, and they really are just making me giggle. They're tickling me pink. And apparently this season is going to heavily focus on sibling rivalry, which I am dying to see play out. I keep seeing things about Courtney's wedding, Kim's Dulce ad, and I am just so curious. Like I gotta know what happens. I'm also really happy that we're gonna be seeing more of Scott, Kylie, Courtney, and Travis. Honestly, it's just amazing that a family can be so stunning, so rich, so famous, Famous and so successful, yet somehow maintain such relatability. Like, that is just why we love them. At the end of the day, they're still just sisters and daughters, wives and aunts, just like the rest of us. I am pumped for this new season of the Kardashians, and you're going to hear me talking about it more and more, recapping my favorite parts, etc., on the podcast. So don't miss season three of the Kardashians. New episodes on Thursdays only on Hulu. Okay, so what else do we have on the docket here? You know, I love to write notes. Oh my God, I've almost forgot to tell the story three times. Okay, producer Gordon was about to remind me. Okay, 
I forgot to tell this story about Stagecoach. How I forgot to tell it when Margo was here. I think I was just like obsessed with everything Margo was saying. And I just like, it was like, I'll, I'll tell that on a solo pod. And then I forgot to. Okay. This happened at Stagecoach. And I I have to tell y'all. Okay. So we're at Stagecoach. We have, um, subtle flux. We have like artist VIP passes or whatever. So we have this like de- designated area that's like, and actually I'm pretty sure a lot of spots in Stagecoach and Coachella, which obviously they're held in the same place. I think a lot of places, they do a good job of not having, obviously they have porta potties most places, but there's designated areas for any wristband that are like nicer porta potties. And you know the kind, it's like, it's like this trailer you open the doors. It's like they have them at weddings sometimes now. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? They're like fancy porta potties. They're like they're like royal porta potties or whatever they call them on the side of the trucks. But you walk into this white trailer and it's like stalls actually. And then there's a sink with a mirror. They're not always air conditioned, but sometimes they are and it's nice. And anyways, it was that situation in this little like backstage area at um, Stagecoach. I walk in and things are going awry, right? And we're not just talking about no toilet paper left. They are, people are like talking. People are like trying to figure stuff out. There's there's four stalls. There's enough room for probably four people in the stalls, right? Obviously, because one at a time. And then there's like this middle area where there's a sink and there's a mirror. And there's three people in there, which is about capped off at what you can have. And they're saying this lady can't get out of the bathroom. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, she's locked in there. And I'm like, what? No way. The, the um, door goes ceiling to floor, right? So you can't like see above, you can't like peek above the stall, right? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, uh, how long has she been in there? They're like, I don't know. The girl's like, I don't know. I cannot open the door. She leaves. Again, these people back there, these aren't like uh, stagecoach goers, like just like patrons of the festival. These are because we're backstage. It's a lot of people that work. So I don't think people were trying to be cruel. I just think people were like, I don't know. I couldn't get it open. I got it showtime I gotta run so like this girl says that and then she leaves and I'm like what and then this other girl was like yeah yeah like she can't get out and I'm and then she leaves and I'm like I'm talking lady now like hey like can you do can you move the door this way I'm perplexed that this door really is just like shut I'm like okay no one's pulled it hard enough they didn't want to be like those people I'll 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 yank it open and so I go, can you hold my purse to the one girl that's left now? And people are trickling out of the stalls, kind of like looking what's going on, being like, weird. Oh, this is so weird. But everyone's kind of just like coming and going. No one's, how long has this lady been in there? Like, uh, she sounds older, not young. She sounds older. I'm like, what is going on? So I'm like, hey, ma'am. I'm like, ma'am, can you hear me? She's like, yes. I'm like, so I'm going to try to pull really, really, really hard. So don't jiggle the doorknob right now, okay? She's like, okay. I grab it. I, I, all my, all my weight. That shit doesn't mother, that. It doesn't budge. It doesn't budge. I was like, <laughs> so that didn't work. She's like, she starts muffling. Like it's, it's, I, I can see that the, the doorknob has two screws. If I can, cause there's, she goes, she goes, are there screws on your end? And I go, there's no screw. I mean, there's no way to like get this door open. I'm like, I don't see any screws on our end. She's like, I see two screws. Like if you hand me a Phillips head, me country mouse, I don't know what a Phillips head is. Do I have one at stagecoach? No, it wasn't on the approved backlist. So um, I left it at home. I was like, I don't have one, but someone that works here, I'm looking at people like, can y'all get someone? And someone does say we called for help. Like we called for help, but they're just like, it's been a while. And I'm like, how long have you been in there? She's like 15 minutes. Y'all, it's fucking hot. It's hot. I'm realizing this lady isn't like a spring chicken. I'm like, oh, I'm like, we're going to get you out of there. Kyle, who went with me to the bathroom, is probably so confused why it's taking me so long. He's probably like, what festival shit is she taking right now? So I'm like, we're going to get you out of here. I'm like still juggling. I get my ID. Dumb, dumb. Like I literally have like a, 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 a gift card in my Chipotle gift card. But what did I use? My government issued ID. I'm now trying to like pop the um, the just actual door jam part of things like the 
the lever of that door opens door what is there a word for it whatever it doesn't matter you guys know what i'm talking about the part that you would stick a credit card in to try to open a door it is like fucking up my i have to use my passport now when i go to the airport because it won't like stick into the little like id reader slot every time i've tried now they've been like you need to get a new id i'm like great that's what i want to do go to the dmv for trying to save someone and so um i yeah i tried that to no avail finally i realized that through the other the stall next to her it doesn't go from floor to ceiling you could like re, you could like hand someone toilet paper underneath that part's really small she couldn't squeeze through that but above is enough space that i could like grab her and like 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 help her like grab her hands and help her come over the other stall and then she could exit with the door that's open and then just leave it as i'm about to do that i'm like leaning myself about to like look over to the stall this guy comes he's like here to help i'm like oh my thank god I've, I've exhausted all options that I have. He comes, y'all, I really say this with like, I really don't, I don't want to, I feel so bad for this lady, but also like, what? I was like, oh my gosh, help has arrived. He's here. Everyone's, people are cheering. Woo, woo, woo. Everyone thinks I'm related to this woman. They're like, is she your uh, mom? I'm like, no, 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 no. I just like, no one was helping her out of this toilet situation. She's stuck in here. This hot toilet. Like what the, who isn't helping? And so, the guy comes, he, he has this tool. He immediately opens the door. It like, like it locks it, whatever mechanism it opens. Y'all she's standing there with her pants around her ankles. I was, and she's like, and the guy goes, Oh, oh sorry, sorry. And she's like, Oh, I'm like, Oh ma'am, you had so much time. You had so, you had so much time. What did you think was gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like I was just like, it's hard to feel bad for her. It's really hard. I'm trying so hard because she wasn't our grandma's age and she wasn't our mom's age. You know what I mean? By our I mean like if you're my age 29. She was like in between my mom and my grandma's age. So obviously like not super young. So I was just like, what? Oh my God. Of course we closed the door back right away. We're like, oh, get dressed. What? Why hadn't you? So weird, odd. Also, the whole time we were talking, you didn't have pants on. <laughs> so weird. Anyways, she comes out. She thanks me so much. I'm like, thank God. Everyone thinks I am like related to her. Everyone can't. But oh, oh, I forgot this part. I when I was originally trying to get her to come over the other stall, I stood on the uh, my cowboy boots. Idiot. I stood on the toilet uh, paper holder. It came crashing down and thank God out of instinct, I went like this and I grabbed the um, top of the porta potty, but then I'm just hanging. I'm just hanging on the top of the stall and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I have to step on the toilet to get down. Like I totally forgot about that. And that's when the guy showed up and let her in her pants down, whatever. Anyways, everyone's cheering me on. She's giving me a big hug. Everyone thinks I'm like her daughter or niece or something. I don't know. And then we leave and she's like, thank you so much. The next day people saw me and were like, you were the girl that got that old lady out of the bathroom. First of all, I didn't. I didn't. I unsuccessfully multiple times didn't get her out. I was like, that's me. <laughs> what? Um, red hair, man. People don't forget. Um, but I walk back and I obviously like tell the whole story to Claudia and to Margo and Emily. And Claudia looks at me and she goes, why the fuck do these things happen to you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, dude. I have no idea why these things happen to me. I swear the universe gives it to me for content. It's like, this is going to be a silly, goofy little thing. No one's going to get hurt. If we're going to make this happen to Shannon. Like, like literally like the, 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 um, envelopes at the airport. After I was on that podcast, Courtney looked at me and let dead ass was like, how do these things happen to you? Like, why does it happen to you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So that was that was what happened. But the pants around the ankles, so you gotta wonder. It things that make you go, hmm, 
really. Um, okay, what else do we have to give you an update on? Um, I had a fantastic time in Dallas. Like I said, the PBR was sick. Like I, we did a brand deal with the Fort Worth Tourism Board. It's called Visit Fort Worth. And it was just like so sick because they showed us all around the stockyards. I'd never been to Texas like that before. And it was so cool. I just loved every second of it. I want to go back to the stockyards. If you're from Texas, you're cool. Like you're just, you're just like a different level. And I think it's really neat. Also, I was like calling James being like, isn't it crazy that I am in a state right now that your country could fit inside of six times? <laughs> like what? Texas is massive. Um, okay. And then also I wanted to round out with saying, let's just talk about for a second, how obviously at the Nashville show for Taylor Swift, she announced she's coming out with fearless Taylor's version. And I just saw this like clip on, uh, Instagram of Taylor Lautner. And I think his quote was, I feel safe praying for John. <laughs> like John Mayer is about to get his shit rocked. Like, like we thought that, that Gyllenhaal, that Jake Gyllenhaal got it. I mean, honestly, I think that one will probably always be the worst because I think that like Taylor doesn't really have animosity for John Mayer anymore. I really don't think she does. She's probably so over it. Whereas like Jake Gyllenhaal, I feel like always just like cut her really deep and she was like, fuck him for literally forever. But like John Mayer, I feel like she's like, he's fine. You know, it, it is what it is. I can't speak to her thoughts and feelings, but I just feel like she's a more over that phase of her life. But I know one thing to be true about Taylor. She's got it. She's going to deliver. And she knows what we want. We want him burning at the stake. We, we, I love John Mayer. I literally love his music. I want him to burn. I want him to burn, burn, baby. I just cannot wait. Actually, Dear John was such a favorite of mine back then. I wasn't obsessed with a lot of fearless songs. I really wasn't, you know, judge me if you wish. That's fine. It wasn't my like, favorite era of hers um dear john it is such a long song that's why it never really got a lot of radio play but the way that it is so iconic and i know every word i can not wait i can't wait for the little the gems to come out of the vaults with her i'm just i'm so excited um well guys i've got to go figure out how to drive this truck tbd um i gotta look up some things about it i gotta look up some specs so that when people ask me i can then forego and and continue on with my, not forego I could continue on forward with my pick me energy and know things about the truck all right well I love you guys Mwah.